This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Hello, friends. Welcome to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis. Thank you for joining us on this new episode. I'm very, very excited for this episode, and I will let you know why in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, before I do that, I just want to remind you guys that I would love to keep in touch with you guys. And the way that we can do that is by you going and following us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. <laughs> I haven't mentioned TikTok, but yes, we're on TikTok too. So you can uh, do that by going on the link here on the description or the show notes. So if you're watching from YouTube, you'll find the links there as well. And just thank you guys for all the support that we get from you guys. Uh, thank you for sharing with your friends uh, this podcast. We're so grateful for that. Um, we are. It's always a joy to be here and just listen to the testimonies of salvation of so many brothers and sisters in Christ. And today I'm definitely very excited for this brother who is coming all the way from Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the yes. way from north and west of Atlanta, Georgia. That's yeah, right. and that voice well, We is- say y'all and fixin'. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I I, I, I I try. I did for a while, but maybe it's because I'm married Y'all. a California girl. Like I just, uh, I've stopped saying it. Yeah, we were talking about that before we started recording. But if you heard that voice, please help me welcome our dear brother, Chris Hoff. Hello. Thank you That's so much. That's how you much. say your last name, right? It is. Okay. You good. nailed it. Okay. <laughs> good job. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. for having me. What a pleasure to be here. Um, I love California. Uh, not crazy about the politics, but love California. <laughs> Um, love you guys. Um, thankful for you and and your husband, and uh, just an honor to be here. Yeah, and we actually met a G three. We did officially. Like yeah. we had been talking on social media. We're both part of the Bart Network. That's right. Bart Network is biblical reform. It's just a community of different Christian reformed podcasts, yeah. and you guys will love it. And you can also find the link here on the description. Check it and, out. And yes, and I mean, you also have your own podcast. We're both part of the, the Bar Network. And it was such a joy, you know, like the first night that we met, it was set up night, you know, at yeah. the G3, at the conference there. And we were setting up the booth for the Just Thinking and then the Bar Network. And That's it right. was a ton of fun. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. It was, it was crazy because I was just getting over being sick. I, I yes. My entire family and I had COVID. Um, so it was like, okay, do I have the energy to do this? Yes. Yes, I do. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah. You were like on fire. Like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Let's jump in. Okay. Let's follow the directions. <laughs> yeah. But it was such a just wonderful joy. I, I told Andrea while we were there, it just felt like a little piece of heaven. At it G3. did. Yeah, so absolutely. many brothers and sisters that we had been in touch, you know, on right. social media. Right. And that was like the first time. I even Dwayne, uh, who is, you know, the one who put the Bar Network together. Yeah. It was our first time meeting him in person. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that. Yes. That's, cr- that's awesome. It was crazy because, you know, it's like I see him and I'm like, oh my goodness, all this time we've just been texting and like maybe talking over the phone or right. Zoom or anything like that. And it was just such a joy to finally meet in person. It's that's so awesome. different. <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's that awkward dichotomy of, hey, I know you, but- <laughs> I don't know you. Like, yeah. so, hey, oh my gosh, it, Arlie, what's good, so good to see you. Yes. Nice to meet you. Nice like, to meet you <laughs> like, too. Like, officially, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. And I think even through the podcast, we uh, had the opportunity actually to meet another friend who who reached out to us through the podcast. She yeah. had been listening to it and she officially came to California to meet each other. That's I think awesome. it was like last year, Andrea. 
it was like last year or something like that uh, that we had uh, this friend Andrea. That's her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like last year. Uh, I think that she came over and you know got to meet yeah, her for the first. Yeah. I mean, she's like up north. So it, it's just it's just awesome. so such a sweet and precious you know time too. It's yeah. it's it's amazing when you when you when you're able to see the good that social media really can bring. Right to the introduction yeah. of of people maybe you wouldn't have ordinarily met. Yeah. Um, and then so you you see them, you meet them, you interact with them, yeah. and then you get the opportunity to meet them in person. It's like man, like it's great <laughs> interacting with you on social media, but it's yeah. so much better. Yeah. To see you in person and be like, oh my gosh, come here, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the same when you came in, right, and you met my husband, which I I thought in my mind like, oh yeah, you guys have met. I'm like, oh no, this is your first time meeting you yeah. in person. Yeah. And th- that's like, hey, Rich, what's up, man? Hey, good, good, good to meet you. Like, <laughs> this is like, good to see. Nope, nope, sees the wrong word. Good to meet you. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. But how sweet. And I know this is Shepherd's Conference Week yeah. here in LA. Yes. I, know, I don't know when this will be posted, but we're recording this during Shepherd's yep. uh, Conference. So tomorrow is the first day for Shepherd's Conference. And we're so excited for, yes. for, for this time for you guys. It's going to be amazing. We cannot wait. <laughs> I know. Cannot I, wait. I've seen a lot of people already posting and tweeting <laughs> like oh, yeah. how excited they are. So getting the hashtag wait. going, getting getting it going. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're gonna trend. We're gonna trend. <laughs> Shepcon 2022. 2022, like 2020, but with a two. That's right. <laughs> well, brothers. So normally I like to have my guests just to you know start off giving us a little background about yeah. yourself. Uh, your upbringing, you know, tell us a little bit about your family, where yeah. you're raised and leaving home. And yeah. like I always say, I like the juicy details. <laughs> okay, okay. So you feel free to share, you know. Safe space, right? Safe yeah, space. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I was uh, born and raised in um, in Georgia, uh, so uh, north north west of Atlanta, um, born there in Marietta, Georgia. And so grew up there, went to school there. Um, my dad, he actually got uh, a job transfer um, down to Savannah, Georgia. So I did spend a couple of years down there, but didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, and uh, But at the same time, uh, had some incredible influences that the Lord was, uh, that the Lord placed in my life. Uh, my grandmother on my dad's side was one, um, and and the neighbors were others that would share the gospel uh, with me, with us. And so there was a seed planted from a young age, but there was there was no regenerative work of the Holy Spirit uh, until later. So went to high school, uh, started college um, in 2000. So I was 18 years old, and uh, this is crazy. Um, but uh, went to it was Halloween, so October 31st, 2000. Went to um, this thing called the Tribulation Trail. Okay, so it's this just just heavily focused on the end times. I mean, they went all out. They had pyro. They had people dressed up in military uniforms. There's yeah. just, this is what the wars are going to be like, and you don't want to be here for this. <laughs> and then there was a gospel presentation at the end. I mean, this was theatrical. This was stuntmen and all of it. They, they went all out. And so there was a gospel presentation at the end. And I just, I remember at that moment going, Wow. I need Jesus. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, 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 the fear of right, what was going to happen and not wanting to be here, but it was just like, I am a sinner mm-hmm. and I need Christ. Speaking of juicy details, um, I, <laughs> the reason I ended up there is because there was a crush on a girl, okay? Ended up uh, going to this small Baptist church in Kennesaw, Georgia, and that's where I went to this tribulation trail kind of thing. And so when the Lord saved me, and I started going to this church. I got plugged into like the college and career group. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, we don't believe it. 
we don't believe it. And, um, and you're just here because of this person. And, um, so it was just kind of like a, like a, like a shunning almost. And so, but there were a couple of guys, um, the, the best man at my wedding and guys that I still talk to this day who were like, no, no, we, we, we believe you. So we're going to come on, come alongside you. So I remember walking to Bible study one day and just praying out loud. It's like, okay, Lord, I, I guess it's just you and me. Cause nobody really believes this is real. I, I wanted to be baptized. Mm-hmm a few months after that. And, and I mean, they didn't want to do that <laughs> until they, I mean, they, they, they did examine, mm-hmm. make sure that the fruit was there and it was. And so they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we believe it. And so, um, so I ended up, uh, getting plugged into the church and, and, um, uh, you know, I, I remember feeling it was about a year, year and a half later, like a, like a call and a, and a desire and a pull for ministry. But I had no idea what that was going to be. I, I didn't like talking in front of people. Um, what? I, I didn't. And I, and I say that often oh God, and people what? are like, shut your mouth. You, you are not you? telling me the truth. You didn't like talking. You have a podcast for crying out loud. Um, I've talked to you. You'd like to talk. Um, <laughs> We were talking about the app Marco Polo. If you guys know Marco Polo, um, my Marcos are really long. Anyway, so um, I, I, I was doing this devotion and, and really earnestly seeking the Lord and 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 find, you know asking God to test me as, as the psalmist did and, and the psalms test me, try me. What do you want, God? And and I was broken. The Lord was convicting me and admonishing me through His Word. And I remember thinking. I want to lead music in churches, but I had no idea um, how to sing, had no idea how to play an instrument. Um, mm-hmm. My my grandmother on my mom's side has been playing piano for longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell people, yeah, I think I want to lead music. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, and it, it's like, yeah. It's like, Okay. Like, I mean, this apprehensive, yeah, like, yeah. okay. So I saved up, I bought a guitar and um, much to my brother's frustration, because we shared a room in my parents' <laughs> house, um, uh, a basement, finished basement. Yeah. I would sit down there and uh, watch uh, certain uh, musicians play songs over and over and over. And I'm trying to mimic them. My, my fingers were kind of bleeding at a couple <laughs> points. And my brother's like, would you stop clanging on the guitar? You know, please learn how to play it. Um, and so I did that. I sought after a voice teacher in our church and learned how to properly sing and, and do that. And, and just slowly but surely, the Lord began to open up opportunities to do that. Yeah. That's kind of ministry background and, and salvation um, okay. and sanctification, that, that that initial positional sanctification and then progressive sanctification, of course, happened. And mm-hmm. um, and then the Lord used me to, in the individual gifts that he had given me, to to equip the saints, right, yeah. to, to, to for the building up of the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I met my wife at church. We were talking about that earlier, but- uh, Would you, uh, you mind just sharing a little bit I don't bit mind at all. That? I don't mind I, at all. Yeah, I guess you were, yeah. it, it was fascinating, just like the whole thing before you were saved. And Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife, um, uh, her name is Kimberly. She uh, uh, she spent the first 12 years of her life uh, here in, in mm-hmm. Southern California. She's from Valencia, which is 
right around the corner from where we are right now. Um, I was there earlier today. And so she spent the first 12 years of her life at Grace Community Church um, under under Dr. MacArthur and the, the wonderful saints there. Um, it comes from a, a background where or, I mean, her, her parents are faithful in pouring into the word in her life. And so I met her, she's a few years older than I am. I met her when we both uh, worked together at a grocery store. I was a sophomore in high school. She was a freshman in college. She's going to kill me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, 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 she, she won't. She won't. Um, You'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Your stuff will be outside when you get home. I no, hear that at California people, they're pretty nice. They and are. Chill. They are very nice and chill. Um, so, so, um, but I wasn't a believer at the time. Yeah. Uh, the Lord didn't save me until a few years later. And so uh, I was really excited. I, I mustered up the courage to to ask her to go to a movie. And then I, of course, started bragging to everybody that <laughs> we're going to a movie. And she's like, no, nah, we're not going to a movie anymore. Um, and we stayed friends. It, was, it wasn't it was anything. And she was so gracious in letting me down, by the way. I just, mm. I love you. Um, and uh, so she, 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 she did that. And so fast forward to after I'm a believer, mm. um, uh, five years. Five years after I was I was a believer, the Lord saved me, and um, we're at ch- we're at church. I'm waiting to go into the next service. She's in the early service, and we see each other. And it was, um, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? And what's new and exciting? And hey, we should get together and catch up. And and so we did. We had coffee, and it was just a just a friendly, just honestly, just a friends catching up. Here we are, fourteen almost fourteen years later, and one child. And um, yeah. here we go. Yeah. So how exciting is that? Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing to see how the Lord just orchestrated everything in our lives. You know, like you were right. not ready at that time and how she uh, graciously no. was able to <laughs> turn it. Uh, okay. This guy's going a different way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, don't do that. Don't go no. back. <laughs> so I want to go back uh, a little bit just for you to describe yourself, you know, what was Chris like before Christ and what happens, you know, after Christ in your life? Yeah, uh, Chris before Christ. Um, that's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> I was never uh, a, a partier or um, anything like that, but it was very much about me and um, carnal desires. Uh, but then also, also, I've never really actually really stopped to really think about this um, until just now, this just hit me just now. There was a lot of fear in my life. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, and, and maybe that's n- normal for a college student just graduating high school, not knowing, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I wanted to go to school. Um, I was, you know, but there was, a, there was a lot of unknown. And again, just being honest, I mean, the home life wasn't the best. Dad struggled with alcohol mm-hmm. a good bit. And so that was, that was difficult mm-hmm. um, for our home. And so there was just a lot of fear before Christ. And I do distinctly remember, um, at, you know, after the Lord saved me, that fear was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it creeps back up every now and then. I think for all of us, the unknown, but 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 the fear, the, that that overwhelming dread that I had in my life, and everything that dread leads to, mm-hmm. um, that that insecurity. It's pride. It's just the mm-hmm. flip side of the coin of of arrogance. It's insecurity. Yeah. It's still focused on self. Is is just disappeared and and progressively has just yeah. continued to disappear uh, over time. So that's yeah. a good question. I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. It, it, 
even like people who were raised in believing homes, like there is that before and after. And for some people, I guess there, you know, there's this drastic before, but right. not for everyone, you right. know, but there, right. there is a before and after. Like Absolutely. We, we know that before, like you said, we could probably be just self-centered, you know, it's all about me and, yeah. Yeah. you know, we can be, I mean, we, even after <laughs> we are saved, it's like, we can be pretty selfish sometimes, right. you know, but, but we know that when we see those sin, like, what do we do automatically when the Lord convicts us? It's like, we repent from that and we right. know that it's not okay that we are sinning against a holy God and that's not okay, mm. you know? So will you say then that like one of those changes in your life that you that you began noticing is just you know the lord really helping you to overcome that fear that you yeah. know living in fear absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. no I, that, that that's a good point um you know because you think about paul's words in first corinthians right that the uh that, that the eyes of the unrighteous the those who who still have hearts of stone and are still dead in trespasses and sins as paul said in, in, in ephesians 2 we don't have the ability to to see that hope that we have in Christ. Yeah. Um, it, it's only it's only until uh, the Lord, through the work of the Word, um, the Holy Spirit, through the work of the Word, removes that veil that that spiritual heart surgery happens. Yeah. Um, that we go from being dead in our trespasses and sins to alive in Christ. Is that fear able to be killed? Um, mm-hmm. Is able to be put to death? It's able. Unbelievers don't have that the ability, they don't have the ability to kill that fear. And I think we're seeing that in today's world, right? Um, You're seeing that with the the way even though mandates uh, are are lifting as they should, you're Mm -hmm. still seeing people live in that fear, with that fear. Um, uh, And and we as believers don't need to have that, that that fear. We need to rest in the victory that we have in Christ. Our brother, Daryl Harrison, uh, the lead host of the Just Thinking podcast and Dean of social media for grace to you. Uh, love you, buddy. Um, uh, you know, it's like he said, he's like, you know, I, and, and, and by the way, as somebody who knows him personally, he's like, I don't have bad days. Mm-hmm. Why? But God is sovereign and he has saved me. Mm-hmm. I am his child. What do I have to fear? Yeah. What do I have to be afraid of? And, and can I just encourage Daryl in, in this? And I've seen him live that out in moments where, where fear could really take over. I, I've, I've seen him do that. And what an example that was to me at that time. But yeah. to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it, it, it completely changes. Yeah, and I think even, you know, just hearing Pastor John, and I guess he has said it multiple times, but I've heard it, I just remember him saying, you know, that you just have to tell people that they're going to die, you know, yeah. and automatically you are putting fear right there. Like, Absolutely. you know, like obviously everyone is fearful of death, yep. but we know even like, you know, even believers, we've been seeing that, that fear just yep. creeps in, you know, and yep. into the life and you can easily be controlled. By that. And that's the key. I, I yeah. think for, it, it, it's just like we tell our, our son, he's six years old. We had an opportunity this last weekend. It was something he was afraid to do at a playground, right? Mm-hmm. Something simple, something silly, but he, he, was afraid to do it. And I said, buddy, you got to be brave. And he just, he's in this age right now where he'll go, hey, bud, it's time for bed. What do you mean? Like, that's his favorite question right now. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Hey, no, it's time to take a bath. What do you mean? Um, so, you know, I'm like, buddy, you got you to be brave. It's okay. I'm right here. I got you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And he was like, well, what do you mean, you know, brave? What do you mean by be brave? I'm like, well, buddy, you have to, you have to, acknowledge that fear and go, I'm still going to move forward 
even though I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And in, in so many times, believers need to remember that, yeah. um, that we move forward knowing that our heavenly father has us. He's not yeah. going to, what's the worst that could happen to us? Right? See Christ. Exactly. <laughs> For believers. Right, right. The sting of death, the victory death has over um, the unbelieving society, yeah. those still in Adam is gone in Christ. Hmm. What do we have to be afraid of? Now, yeah. that is so much easier said than done, and I understand that. But but fear is something that we're seeing grip not only the unbelieving world, but professing evangelicals today as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, even it's sad to see in, um, in our world today that it's like, oh, just believe in yourself, believe in that. And yeah. it's not about believing in yourself. It's about no. believing in Christ. No. Because if you yeah. just believe yeah, yeah, in yeah, yourself, yeah. you're just a sinner who is dead spiritually and you cannot save yourself. No. And those fears are not going to be overcome unless you are saved, unless you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Right. And unless you're also, even as believers, we constantly have to be going back to Scripture. Absolutely. If we're not, then yes, we're going to be overcome by fear. Like you know, right, right. Well, I think of I think of Paul's words in Colossians three, right. And whatever you do, whether in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Yeah. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Mm-hmm. If if you know, there's a lot of talk today about the regulative principle of worship, and I think for. No, I wouldn't say for the most part, but a but a, a large part of professing evangelicalism today doesn't understand that the regulative principle doesn't just apply to what we do on the Lord's Day. It should. It absolutely should. But our desire as believers, we should desire to be all-sided, conformed to this book, mm-hmm. regulated by this book in thought, word, and deed in all that we do. We recently recorded a podcast um, for Matter of Theology entitled Watch Your Mouth mm. because, it, I mean, it, and that was birthed out of, on social media, seeing seeing believer after, professing believer, professing believer, professing believer, and even pastors using language that isn't regulated by the scriptures yeah. and then using the scriptures, like the descriptive texts of the scriptures to justify doing so. Yeah. When... That, that's not, we, we need to be regulated by this book. And when we are, that's how we know that God is pleased with what we do. Not because we're trying to earn favor with him, right? But because that, that's, a, that's an overflowing fruit of the root mm-hmm. that's in our lives. Yeah, amen. Yeah. yeah, like we are, as believers, we need to be controlled by the word of God. Absolutely. By our self. Or because honestly, if I rely on my own strength, I'm going to be right. doomed. Like I, I I'm going to fail all the time. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> I do fail all the time when I do, do it in my own strength. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like it's just through Christ that we can do anything. Really. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you say that um, once the Lord saved you, mm-hmm. you know, you had the desire like of serving, like yeah. music and all these things. So, what yeah. happens after that? stage of your life? Like, do you get involved in church? Like what is yeah. happening? Um, yeah. So I did, I, I started leading music for college ministry, um, youth ministry. Uh, I started doing uh, summer camps and uh, had a, a very close group of guys mm-hmm. that were phenomenal musicians uh, that we would go and we would go and do, do all, that, that kind of stuff all around the Metro Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Got plugged into a few churches on a, on a volunteer contracted basis. Um, and then 
I want to say it was around 2012, um, uh, went on staff at a, at a church for five and a half years, a church plant as a worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, was on staff at another church for about 10 months as a worship director. And through that time, and that brings up a good point, um, what we were talking about earlier too, uh, just to clue you guys into our conversation earlier. <laughs> yeah, over um, dinner. <laughs> over dinner, which was amazing. She's a great cook, just saying. Um, but um, is, you know, going back to the regulative principle of worship, yeah. you know, I was one. I was very um, charismatic. I wasn't charismatic in my theology, Mm -hmm. but I was charismatic in my orthopraxy. I was charismatic in my ministry philosophy because that's how I learned to lead music. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is the second or third time I've talked about this today. Just the Lord is good. Um, It was actually through John MacArthur's book, Worship, The Ultimate Priority. Mm -hmm. That was one of the, the big keys that the Lord used to snatch me out of that, to, to help me see that our, our worship, um, when it comes to music specifically, has been so influenced by culture um, and style, has been so influenced by culture. A large part, again, of professing evangelical Christians don't know how to sing to God mm. apart from the charismania. Mm. Apart from um, the, the 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 overly pragmatic, entertainment-driven style, and it was it was it was Pastor John using that 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 book to to help me see that, and so mm. things started to shift. I stopped playing Hillsong. I stopped playing Elevation. I, mm. I stopped. I was moving farther away from passion and. Uh, some of the man-focused songs that guys like Chris Tomlin were writing. Mm-hmm. Chris has some good God-focused songs too, but still. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 the Lord really started working on me, and so I, I that's when I discovered Sovereign Grace. That's when I, just, uh, I discovered Hymns of Grace. And 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 oddly enough, this is where things kind of start to come full circle. Yeah. Um, you know, when I met my wife and 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 the the foundation that they had here and from Grace. And my mother-in-law, uh, love her to death. She, every birthday, every Christmas, every holiday, she would get us a John MacArthur book. Oh. And so when the Lord really started getting a hold of me and, and opening my eyes to some of these ministry philosophies that are, are wrought with the world and not with the word, I stopped and I was like, I remember sitting in my car after a staff meeting one day and going, well, where can I go and who can I turn to that I know is going to give me a faithful exposition of the truth of the word, John MacArthur, Hmm. right? It's been, that seed had been planted in me for years. I downloaded the GTY app immediately Hmm. and just started listening. And from that point on, you know, just like MacArthur says, you know, truth, yeah, truth divides. It divides truth from error. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started going, here's a line Hmm. and we're not going to cross this line. And we're going to be very careful and very very diligent, not just to inspect the songs, but the writers of the songs, yeah. the theology and the ministry philosophies that they hold to. Mm-hmm. And if those things don't line up the word, then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, that exposed and stepped on some golden calves for me <laughs> and for others. But the yeah. problem is, in today's professing evangelical culture, the pragmatic, seeker-sensitive, you know, um, Bill Hybels, uh, Andy Stanley pr- approach to church um, is is again it's it's rot with the world mm-hmm. and not the word. And what they've done is they've built and molded and fashioned this golden calf of preferences and pragmatism and sentimentalism. Something Virgil Walker and Daryl talk about a good bit on just thinking. And they've given it the name of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you draw a line, you say, no, we're going to worship according to this. Yeah. It makes some people mad and yeah. it exposes their golden calves and, 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 and yeah, so it, it, it drew some, it drew some hard lines. There were some tough conversations, mm-hmm. but uh, ultimately, you know, it's not that we want to right? We, we don't seek to be divisive, yeah. but at the same time we go, okay, truth is going to divide. And if it divides, we need to deal with that. And we need to deal with that humbly according to the, this book and not according to what's in here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's this influences here. It's yeah. not the other way around. So yeah, that's, that's, I guess, answered your question in a kind of roundabout way with some other things yeah. thrown in there. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, that, that's kind of the ministry journey. Yeah. Thus far. Yeah. And I, uh, it's been so amazing because in uh, our women's Bible study that we have at Grace, Every Woman's Grace, we just finished recently doing the uh, book of Leviticus. Mm. And it was just amazing. And if we talk about worship, like if, <laughs> if the Lord dealt with all of us in the way that he dealt in the Old Testament, I don't think any of us will be so alive okay. at this point. <laughs> All right, so so here's something. All right, so I'm reading um, the MacArthur Daily Bible, mm-hmm. reading it out of the preferred translation of Matter of Theology, <laughs> the one? Legacy Standard Bible. In the uh, episode before, we mentioned you That's just right. because of this. That's right. You need to go to 316publishing.com, order your own copy today. They are not sponsoring me, but they are awesome, and do it now. Yeah, uh, Or just go to read.lsbible.org. You can do that too. But so what I'm doing is I'm 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 – Seeing where I need to read, yeah. and then reading it out of my Bible. Right? Mm-hmm. This is this is my this is my sword. This is my word. Yeah. God's word, not my word. Um, <laughs> so, if you read through um, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, that's where we are now. <laughs> yep, that's where. We, yep, yep. We We're doing the same group, thing. Okay, group. cool. Oh, you. Yeah, I'm oh, doing. I'm doing the same oh, thing. I'm okay. doing the same thing. Numbers is true. Yes. Okay. So we have to remember something, um, and we pointed this out in our episode: Holy Spirit, activate. Okay. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, a- yeah, we had fun with that episode. Um, so here's the thing. Hebrews 13 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't just apply to the second member of the Trinity. That applies to all three. That's who God is. He's yeah. the same yeah. yesterday, today, and forever. Remembering that, unlike some people, Andy Stanley, have said that we need to unhitch from the Old Testament. He he tweeted recently that um, the, 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 the central figure of our faith is not the 66 ancient books mm. of scripture, but in a person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wrong. That That is, that is wow. Yeah. So God is not different in the Old Testament, or as Steve Lawson says, the First Testament, and then yeah. the <laughs> New Testament or the Second Testament. He's the same. If the God who ordered worship and what is done when when God's people gather in his name is that detailed in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and all throughout, all throughout the scriptures, why do we think that that stopped today? It hasn't. No. It hasn't. It is God's sheer long-suffering and patience that he hasn't consumed many of us, myself included in the past, mm-hmm. for offering strange fire, mm-hmm. as he did with Nadab yeah. and Abihu. Yes. However, knowing that now, I would be um, in, in, in. I was I was asked to, to lead music at a, at, a, at a church locally um, in Atlanta, 
uh, July 4th of, of this past year. They're a church that typically does the Bethel, the Hillsong, the mm. Elevation. And I said, I'm not going to do it. Mm. If you want me to come in and lead, here's what I'm gonna, here's, here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the Gettys. You're going to hear Sovereign Grace. You're going to hear Hymns of Grace. And they were fine with that. And I came in and, and, and did it. And um, But now knowing that and seeing that in Scripture, I need to have a healthy fear of God in not a servile way, but in a filial way of going, I, I, I can't go back. I can't go back on what he said in his word and what I know to be true because I want to appeal to culture because I want to, I want to appeal to the felt needs of myself or the people I'm leading. I can't do that. I've got to stick to the, stick to the word. Yeah. God's favor. Again, not, God's favor and, and God saying, well done, good and faithful slave mm-hmm. is more important than, should be more important than what others think about me to a degree, right? We need to be careful how we walk, quiet, gentle lives, all that stuff as well. But um, but man, we, we need to be careful and understand that, that God has not changed mm-hmm. and he is very, very explicit how he wants to be approached in worship. Yeah. And I think one of the verses that I keep um, constantly thinking about, you know, after the whole study that we did in Leviticus, which I loved so much, like, I think I, like I told my friends, I was like, man, I just love the book of Leviticus even more now. And it's um, on Leviticus 19, I believe, verse one that it says, you know, you shall be holy for I am, I the Lord, I'm holy. That's right. I mean, that is the standard that he has set for for all of us. And I think, you know, obviously people who are not believers, they can have this, you know, such a small image about God. They have created their own God, obviously, in which, honestly, to be honest, is they are their own God in this days. And the reason why they don't obviously call out to the the Lord or, or even bow down to Him now is because, obviously, they don't know His Word. They don't know who He is. Through his word, what he says about himself, because this is the Lord like telling us who he is through his That's word. Right. He is That's a right. holy and perfect God. Yeah. And if anyone, I mean, we, I, I just talking to the ladies, you know, every time that we would go into our discussion, it was just like, right. wow. It's like, and now we are his temple. And do you see all the sacrifices and all the things that they had to do before they even present? And only the priest was allow to go to the holy of holies, you know, place and to make sacrifices for everyone right. else in there. It's right. like, it's not just anyone who is right. allowed to go in and, and go in, you know, if anyone did, they will be struck down and die, you know? Yeah. I mean, th- think about this, um, speaking of Leviticus and Nadab and Abihu, you know, they offered strange fire to the Lord immediately after they were ordained. Yeah. And, um, that should cause us some trembling, yeah. not, not some, a lot. Uh, we we serve R.C. Sproul said, you know, g- God isn't, you know, nice, 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 or big, 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 or I mean, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but he said, God is holy, holy, holy. That's an important distinction that, that too many professing evangelical Christians don't, don't understand. I, when you were talking, my mind went to um, Isaiah 66, thus says Yahweh. Heaven is my throne and the earth is the footstool of my feet. Mm. Where then is a house you could build for me? And where is a place that I may rest? For my hand made all these things. 
Thus, all these things came into being, declares Yahweh. But to this one I will look, to him who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. When was the last time I, you, any of us trembled at the word of God? Mm-hmm. Trembled that this is the breathed out, infallible, inerrant, completely sufficient applying to all matters of life and godliness, word of God, breathed out, living, active. When was the last time we trembled before the word of God? Yeah. And I love like, um, I was watching one a video, it was by uh, Paul Twiz on Everyday Theologian. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, obviously, you know, the, the Bible. And he was saying like, same things that he was saying, but he also said, we don't tell the Bible like, what to do. No. We the Bible tells us what to do and we put ourselves basically under it. We obey it. Yeah, we don't argue yeah. with scripture. It yes. argues with us. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, <laughs> and too many of us, myself included, uh, try too hard to argue with scripture yeah. when it's like it's no, not gonna happen. Yeah. And if we start, if we see ourselves, you know, through the lens of scripture, we are just gonna feel miserable. Because we can see more of our wretchedness and right. how short we fall before this holy God. And, you know, Excuse so me. that's why we need to be in God's word because that's how we get to know him so that we can better worship him. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's the word. It's the work of the word. Again, to paraphrase something MacArthur said, it's the work of the word, um, the hard work of the word that produces soft hearts. Yeah. It's... It's hiding God's word in, in your heart that you may not sin against him. It's 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 being subject. Uh, I heard Austin Duncan say this while he was praying. He said, God, we open your word today to be subject to it, to be molded by it. And th- that should be our desire every day. I, you know, uh, there to, to quote a, a friend of mine named Alex Rodriguez, um, uh, it, he's a pastor at uh, Outpost Bible Church in McHenry, Illinois. Uh, go check him out. And um, <laughs> good brother, bravo one. Um, so, um, but, uh, it's like he said, it's just like, you know, unfortunately too many Christians today know more about COVID than they do about Christ. Mm. Too many believers today, uh, know more about the latest political landscape than they do their word, the the word of God. And too many, too many believers today are, are involved in so many things from a, a civic standpoint, um, and are so focused on that yet. They, I can't read through the Bible in a year, mm. you know. And it's I, I, not just to say I did it, but to know God. I was encouraged uh, this year. I mean, to really within the last year, excuse me, to really study the attributes of God. Do I know the God I profess to love? Do I? Because if I don't, then I don't love Him. Mm-hmm. And and so many so many of us. So again, we all wrestle with that through sanctification. But yeah. but it should be the desire of every believer to know their Father. And the only way that's going to happen is not through some mystical experience. It's not some through gold dust and glory clouds and angel feathers and all that other nonsense. It's getting in the word. It's living. It's active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword dividing the bone from the marrow. Um, and, And so many of us today fail and falter at that. Yeah. We always need to be um, in God's word. Getting yep. to know him. And, and, you know, just thinking even like when you're trying to get to know a person, you're spending time with this person, right. you know, and you're investing in them, like dinner, coffee, whatever it is. Right, right. And it's like, 
So does it make it different with God? This is how we get to know him. We can't expect to hear a voice from heaven calling right. us, you know, or right. speaking to us in a dream and revealing himself through a dream. He already revealed himself fully there in his word. Right. Um, and I think it's just like, a lot of people think that it's just going to come that easy. You know, like, oh, no, the Lord, if, you know, I can get to know him, he probably will speak to me through another person or through this. No, he has spoken to you in his sure. word, but you've got to open it. You've got to read it. you got to spend time in it. Well, and, and I think one of the things I think about is how many, how many professing believers um, know a lot about God and a lot about Christ but they don't know him. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, Christ doesn't know them. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think of Matthew 7. I mean, these, these, are, these are heavy words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. So I just want to stop right there for a second and point out that many will say unto me uh, on that day, Lord, Lord. They know about him, mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, acknowledging him. But Christ is saying that, that not everyone who says that will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, in your name, did we not prophesy? And in your name, cast out demons. And in your name, do many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeah. So, so Christ here is talking about these people who did all of this stuff, did all of this ministry. It, you know, did we not do this in your name? And he's like, I, I, I never knew you. So all those things that you said you did for me and in my name is lawlessness, depart from me. Mm. What's more important what you do on the outside for show or Christ is Christ enough for us? Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic question. And I think a question that faces every believer every day, I have Christ. Mm-hmm. I have as my father and my brother, my savior and my Lord who knows me intimately. The one who is Spoken stars into existence, Psalm 33 says, knows my name and has said, I am with you to the very end of the age. Mm -hmm. Do not fear, though there be wars and rumors of wars. Take heart. You will face trial. You will face tribulation, but take heart. Hold on. I have overcome that. Do, this is a question that I've asked recently a good bit. Is Christ enough? Mm. Is he? Mm. And and with the with everything that we see in the world that can distract us, it has to come back. It's simple. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. Is Christ enough for us? Yeah. And I think the question is, and you mentioned, you know, uh, this verse before that whether you eat or drink, doing to the glory of God. Yeah. So whatever we're doing, and this is a question that I have to ask myself, you know, whether with work or serving, mm-hmm. am I doing this to the honor and glory of God or right. am I doing it to the glory and honor of our Lenny's? You know, like right. for people to praise you, for people to be, oh, look at this person. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Look at her. So involved. You're, oh, wow. You're such a great Christian mm-hmm. or this. Or am I doing it for God, because he is my Lord, because he is my savior. 
Right. So I think that's something that we need to ask ourselves, examining our hearts Absolutely. every time. And every time. trust me, it's tempting to to be like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that because, oh, there will be other Christians. There will be other brothers and sisters, maybe mm-hmm. the pastor, or maybe this. And I right. want them to see me like, you know, like right. that I'm helping and yeah. I'm so involved. But what is God seeing in my heart? Because <laughs> right. in the end of right. the day, he knows everything. And he, that, sees, he sees all. He <laughs> sees all the thoughts and the intentions. Yeah. Going back to that verse in Hebrews, right? Mm-hmm. Exposing the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The heart. Uh, and, and that's it. That, that, yeah. That's it. We all need to wake up every day at multiple times in the day and say, and we have to be honest with the, with the Lord. We can't hide anything from him, but we have to be honest with ourselves as well and go, yeah. what is the motivation behind what I'm doing this? If it's if it's not the glory of Christ, and if it's just to edify ourselves or to look at him, look at her, look how holy they are, look how righteous they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Instead of going, no. I don't care how righteous I am. God, is this making much of Christ? Is this elevating Christ? Perfect example, right? I mean, not perfect example, but it makes me think about the the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What's the Holy Spirit's role in all of our lives to point us to Christ? to conform Mm -hmm. us more and more to the image of Christ. The Holy Spirit is about Christ pointing back to Christ through the work of the word. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're ever in a place, by the way, uh, we're in a church where um, you're being told that the Holy Spirit is magnifying himself, uh, Mm -hmm. that's heresy. That is not what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. magnifies Christ. Mm -hmm. If we want to examine our fruits and we want to be very careful to put the name of God Mm-hmm. To what we do, does it does it glorify Christ? Does it does it magnify Christ? Does it show a big Jesus, uh, or is it just trying to show a big me? Yeah, big yeah. self. And talking about ministry, are uh, now are you like involved in other ministries? And yeah, so right now we um, we are actually searching for for a church. Um, Move to LA. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about that. Um, yes, yeah, so we'd we, love to have you guys here. Oh my gosh, we would love to be here. Um, yeah, I, I already told you, but I'll tell everybody else. I was FaceTiming, you know, with with my wife earlier today, and and she grew up here. We were looking at her old house and her old stomping grounds, and we would love, we would love to do that. But um, you know, one of the things that um, uh, just just honest, just being honest and real. Um, you know, there's a church I was going to that was, that was close, um, 15 minutes from our house and preaching was, was solid, but the music mm-hmm. so me focused, so worldly focused. Um, and, um, so, so based upon charismatic theology and, and, um, you know, I, I, it was one of those things that, um, at, at the, at the encouragement and admonishment of a, of a brother, yeah. um, who said, you know, make sure your flesh is not getting in the way of where you guys need to be. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try this, but uh, just through further prayer and 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 again searching the scriptures, yeah. um, we just we, we can't we can't we can't be there just because of the music that they're using to mm-hmm. approach the Lord is strange fire, mm-hmm. straight up. We don't yeah. want to be a part of that. So yeah. we're we're searching again. Um, um, there's a faithful faithful church that's about 45 minutes to an hour from us, but I'm not. I don't. I don't want to just be a Sunday morning Christian. Yeah. And again, just being real, also. There's some medical issues that my wife has as far as environments and stuff like that. So there's a a lot to try to work out. But um, the Lord is working on us and working on me um, even recently to to obviously to to get plugged into a local church, one, to really the the pull and the call and desire to to do ministry um, 
vocationally again. Not sure what that looks like. Not sure at all. So, um, but but there's a call and a pull and an eagerness in my bones, as Martin Lloyd Jones would say. We'll just leave it there. And see <laughs> see see what he does from there. Well, that's something that we can be praying for then. Yeah, thank right? you. Anyone who is uh, listening, maybe the Lord brings it to LA. <laughs> I would be, I would be okay with that. My wife would be okay with that. She would be very happy for what yeah. I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Noah would be. I mean, we would love for our 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 son to to be here in yeah, um, in so many ways. So yeah. yeah. Well, uh, but the Lord has definitely blessed you with the opportunity to be doing a podcast, yeah. which I want to transition to just yeah. talking a little bit about. How do you come, you know, with this idea? Uh, what was the, what was or what is the main goal behind it? What is your podcast about sure. and all that? So it's Matter of Theology. Yeah, Matter of Theology um, was started uh, by my brother, Drew Vonita, um, who is my co-host. He had a blog years ago entitled Matter of Theology. Mm. Um, we were serving at the same church and we said, man, this would be cool to do a podcast, to... Uh, just hit record, talk about theology. Um, but we had no idea it was going to be um, where it is three years later, and, and we're thankful to be a part of the Bar Network. Um, mm-hmm. our, our approach is is this: is you know we, we want to open Scripture, um, and um, it's called matter of theology because everything is a matter of theology. All of life is a matter of theology. Mm-hmm. Um, theology uh, and the study of God, the study of the Scriptures, um, should influence every, everything we say think and do. So that's the goal. Um, We like to take on um, any and all issues inside the church, outside the church, uh, um, cultural, social, political, um, all from the biblical standpoint. And I mean, we've covered everything from uh, one of our first episodes was very, uh, got us in trouble. Um, Not in a bad way, um, (laughs) but it was called Reckless Love, Reckless Worship. And so it was uh, all about the Bethel song "Reckless Love" and how mm. that song is I reckless used to worship. To it. Um, I, I could. Mm, I'll, um, <laughs> all right. The, the and, and that was that was. I mean that that came out of that what I was talking about earlier. The um, looking at the songs theologically, but then looking at the songwriters. Mm-hmm. You can't just a song cannot stand on its own. Yeah, it can't. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, we we're currently in season three right now um, of Matter of Theology. Three years, three seasons, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're. I, I guess you could consider us semi long form. I mean, we've gone an hour and twenty five, hour and forty ish, okay. somewhere in there. Uh, nowhere near just thinking level. Uh, three <laughs> yeah. hours, guys, three hours. but it's so good. Solid. <laughs> Subscribe. Just thinking. Got yeah. me. Do it. Um, but um, so we. Uh, but but yeah, we we record. Um, we try to record every couple of weeks yeah. um, as the Lord permits. Um, but really, in this season, uh, Drew and I want to be all sided in the things that we talk about, and so. Prep time's a little longer, so but that's 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 that one. Um, and then uh, I have another brother. I mentioned him earlier, Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. We started uh, a podcast called Bravo Unplugged. The whole point is just to sit down, hit record. Uh, it's not polished. It's raw. It's real. It's unplugged, and it's just verbally processing. Um, he's a pastor. Um, I'm not, and um, verbally processing. Issues. Pick one, and and what we'll do typically is uh, twenty four to forty eight hours uh, before we record. We'll say, "Hey, we're going to talk about this," and we'll come. We have our Bibles open, um, mm-hmm. and we just talk about a talk about a topic verbally, yeah. process the topic live on air, and so that just started. So we're just kind of getting to that, and still kind of feeling that out. Okay. So, um, has it been released? 
It has. Okay. Yeah, okay. just barely. Okay. Um, so we have uh, two episodes. Okay. Uh, a third what is, is it called again? Bravo Unplugged. Bravo. Okay. And how, where can they find it? And if yeah. you have any social media handling also, I will yeah. be sure to include the links also yeah, yeah, yeah. on this episode. Um, so we're on, Matter of Theology is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and just uh, on, on Twitter is the only part spot that is different. It's just Matter Theology. Matter of Theology was taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram's Matter of Theology. Facebook's Matter of Theology. Um, same thing with, with Bravo Unplugged. We're on Twitter and Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we're going to get on Facebook or not. Okay. Um, but Anchor is the the platform that we use to host, and then it just goes out from there. From there. Um, so, but yeah, we'll make sure to include the include the links. Yeah, and yeah, and you guys can see find the link here on the description, of course. So we'll be sure to include that. Yeah, of course. But you also are part of the Just Thinking podcast. Right, you do uh, something else, or are you not? I'm not anymore. Not uh, anymore. Not okay. anymore. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, took a step back from that, um, okay. and uh, just just while we get the the church stuff figured yeah, out, yeah. Um, and and trying to try, trying to trying to make sure we land well, okay. and that we're again being all sided, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, so, but yeah, I was the public relations manager for them. Love those guys. They're dear friends. Yeah. Love that team. Subscribe. Yes. <laughs> um, do it. <laughs> Order the books. Why are you afraid? And just thinking about the state. Yeah, that's true. Because they're they re, they released just thinking about the state, and mm-hmm. then just recently they. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. that episode was amazing. Uh, yes. The episode that they did. Yes. Why are you afraid? Talking about fear, right? Right. Sinful fear and anxiety. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Exactly. And they unpack it. Yeah, that was yeah. a great episode for sure. So let's move on to my signature questions. Signature questions, sir. <laughs> Yeah, so books that have been helpful to you other than the Bible or okay. maybe favorite books. Okay. Just, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a Body of Divinity, Thomas Watson. You have one, right? Yes. There. Um, <laughs> I saw it earlier. I, I don't saw know, it I earlier. Have, we have so many books. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Um, Worship the Ultimate Priority, John MacArthur. I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Strange Fire. Mm. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. book. I'm reading one right now that I cannot put down. I just started it um, 36 hours ago. <laughs> God versus government. Um, what to do when Christ and oh man, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, James. And Nathan. yeah, this isn't isn't it? God. I'm just gonna say God versus government. Um, yeah, yeah. Dr. James Coates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Nathan Busnitz uh, co-wrote this book. Um, okay. About everything that Grace Community Church experienced and Grace Life Edmonton. Uh, experienced over the last couple of years, um, I cannot put that book down. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's phenomenal so far. I haven't finished it, but you need to read it. Goodness gracious, uh, there's so many. Where do you even begin? Um, I guess I'll stop there. I mean, oh, yeah. um, a New Life in Christ by Dr. Stephen Lawson. Okay, a phenomenal book um, of him expositing John three. Great, awesome. great book. Oh, ooh. and <laughs> and his little booklet on Psalm twenty three. Oh yeah. I think that uh, he was giving it out on G3. Yeah, he yeah. gave it out G3. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, balm to the soul. Balm yeah. to the soul. Um, but yeah, I guess. I'll- and now we know that the Legacy Standard Bible is his favorite Bible translation. <laughs> 316publishing.com. <laughs> He's been doing like promo, so I'm going to tell. 316publishing.com. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fantastic translation, and I love yeah. the approach 
that they had to solidify and, and, and cement the legacy of the NASB 95. We actually, uh, I interviewed uh, Dr. William Barner oh, yeah. uh, on Matter of Theology. It was phenomenal. I loved getting to know him. Yeah. Um, but it really is a, a fantastic translation. Um, yeah. It really is. All kidding aside, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Go buy one. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right, brother. So three things that brings you joy. Oof. Three. Three. Yeah, you know, I try to narrow it down. Uh, True joy. Family. um, And and these are not in any particular order, by the way. Mm -hmm. I I would have to probably... uh, Well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Let me back up. Um, I'm I'm sincerely, and I'm not just saying this, I'm sincerely loving studying scriptures Mm. um, this year. Um, it's been a joy to study the scriptures daily and uh, using the MacArthur Daily Bible. And um, uh, so that, family and music. Perfect. Playing music. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, and now, <laughs> why do we need Jesus Christ? Why do we need Jesus Christ? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> what a loaded question. How long do you have? Um, well. It's, it's, it's your show. We have as long as we want. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, that's true. We need we need Christ because apart from Christ, um, we are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, not just physically, it is appointed uh, once for all all men to die. However, apart from Christ, we die twice. We die physically, uh, and then we we suffer um, rightly because we deserve it. Yeah. Uh, the the wrath of God. Um, the the wrath of God's perfect justice and hell apart from Christ. We we need um, His righteous life to be imputed unto us, um, and we, in order to have that hope, that freedom from that fear, but most importantly, to know God and to be known by God in Christ. Our sin has been imputed unto Him, and that righteous life that He lived has been given to us. Apart from that, we have nothing. We have no hope. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's as simple. He is our only hope. That's right. Christ is is our hope in life and death. That's right. That's right. Well, brother, it's been such a joy to have you on the podcast. The pleasure has been mine, and I sincerely mean that. I guess another time when you're back on town, you know, we have to have you back. Or oh no, you're coming back here, you know, for dinner. But well, yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But we will do something else on the podcast when you're back in Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's see when (laughs) G (laughs) three. Again, <laughs> probably. Yeah, brother, thank you so much for joining us. And like I thank said, you. I hope to have you back on the podcast. Looking forward to know, it. Q&A, whatever. We always come up with some ideas. Let's I do don't it. know, like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much. Thank and you. Would, you mind, would you mind just closing us in praying? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Dear gracious God, um, we do need you uh, every moment of every day. You are holy, holy, holy. And God, even on our best day any attempts at righteousness are nothing more than filthy rags so god we we thank you for the hope that we have in you the victory that we see in you god thank you thank you thank you god would you sanctify us in your truth your word is truth god help all of us who are listening or watching um, god to be people of the word Lord, we love you. We thank you again. We need you. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.